it's not about you changing anybody. It's not about you specifically believing that you're here to help and save the world. All it is, is that you're giving out the vibration of love, kindness, and joy to others. So glad that you can join me for our second podcast. It's Alan Holmes here, medium and healer. And I wanted to talk today about something that, that is very powerful. I know because it works in life. I've seen it work and how powerful it can be to change people's lives, to change your life and to change just every stranger's life that you come in contact with. We often talk about the power of thought and that can be easily be demonstrated in prayerful thinking. It can be demonstrated in, in our thought patterns on how to use affirmations to help us to focus on a goal or our next step that we're looking for in our lives. But this is what I'm about to say, in my opinion, is the most important of all of our thought patterns. And as we make it a habit, as we practice it daily, it will become a very natural and deeply felt construct within ourselves. And that is the power that is embedded in loving kindness so that every action that we do, that we are engaged with every interaction between ourselves, others, animals, whatever the relationship is. If we only put our thoughts to the fact that in those moments, we will love these people, this moment, that we will bless them regardless of who they are, in whatever way they respond or are acting, that we understand that the personal responsibility of our personal thoughts are our first and only place to be concerned with, then we can have real power to help people change because we change ourselves. We see people differently. We will extend to them the most vulnerable part of ourselves without them even knowing we're doing that. And here are some examples. So you get up in the morning and the first thing that should be in your thoughts really is the thought of being grateful for your life to that divine power, first and foremost. Then as you begin your day, whatever your practices are, whether you do meditation or not, whether you do a type of group of affirmations, that help you set up your day for yourself, help you to focus. But I'm going to challenge you with this. Before you leave to start your day, within your heart and mind, you imagine all the people that you're going to come in contact with. You imagine the stores you're about to walk into or visualize 
the places you're going to go, the situations that you're going to be in that you know that you often react to in a negative way. And we all have those patterns. We're all very aware of them. Or maybe we're not, and that's part of our problem. So then you have to draw your attention to what is an issue for you. But regardless of what it is, you already send out to every single person, to every single possible scenario, loving kindness. You embrace them from your heart. You feel that connection between them and you. This is not about fanciful manipulation or a fantasy of, of thought of what it could or could not do. The fact is, I can guarantee you that as you practice this, as you put this into motion, your thoughts, energies, these waves of energized encounters that you're already being aware of, as you embrace them, so as you walk through your life, they are already in motion. If we understand that space, thought, time, all of it is, is all connected, is one thing, then the thoughtful act of sending out love and joy and happiness to everyone, no matter who they will be, no matter who they how they will react to you, however they treat you, is going to have an effect. It will be felt on the most subconscious level within others. And they may start to respond to you very differently, and you to them. It will break down barriers of fear. It will break down barriers of, shall we say, class, which I think is kind of a silly way to look at it, but okay, we can, we can say the word class. Certainly, the fact that we may come from different backgrounds, because we will be speaking in a subconscious or conscious way to the soul of the other. Because we are all souls first. The body is just the instrument through which we've chosen in this lifetime to have certain experiences and expressions. The soul itself is what it is and always shall be. So in some way, on the most subconscious level, you will reach a better place with other people. And then it will become conscious in them to some degree. They'll see you coming and say, hey, boy, that person feels good. I've, I've just had a lineup of 50 rotten employees here at Walmart or wherever, wherever it is the, the person's working, shall we say. And you come up and without any really words coming out of your mouth, you'll just smile. And that'll already change something in them. They might actually resist it because they think I'm supposed to be mad. Why suddenly does this person come up and I feel so much better? The other part of this is it's not just you that is sending out the thoughts and creating the vibration. Because as people who know of the divine source, whether you call it God, Great Spirit, Buddha, whoever, whatever words, whatever thought process that is, Jesus, you know, Krishna, however that has been brought up in you or taught in you or how you relate to, what you're going to do is, while that's happening, you're going to ask within your thoughts, 
for that higher power to work through you in those moments. And the reason why I say this, and the reason why I know this will happen and work, is you, as you build these other thoughts within yourself, as you take the discipline, the responsibility of your thoughts, you will draw to yourself from the spirit world higher power, higher vibrations. They can only work through us when we reach a certain level of enlightenment and understanding. It can, it's not, it does not happen any other way. And in this moment, you then become a channel, not a word I like. I prefer the word instrument. Think of yourself as an instrument. You know that wonderful prayer of St. Francis, make me an instrument of your peace, where there is hatred, let me so love. Now, people, people, you know, hear those prayers and those words and, you know, they, they are moved by them and they want to go out and do that. But often our mistake is that we start to see ourselves as the important vessel. Somehow we make it more about ourselves being the instrument, ourselves in a way, our ego begins to speak through that in a way. And, and this very subtle change that you need to do to make this really be a flow of spiritual power through you is that it's not about you changing anybody. It's not about you specifically believing that you're here to help and save the world. It's all it is, is that you're giving out the vibration of love and understanding. Now, when you see a couple walk by and they're holding hands, send an extra light, thought of light and love to them. Ask that their relationship will develop and grow. When parents walk by with kids, ask for a blessing for that family. And they know when you hear the word blessings, you know, people think, well, that's a very Christian ideological type of response or, or angle or point of view. But it's not. You know, we, we, there's so many other religions around the world that give blessings in that way. I'm sure you'll find that in Tibetan Buddhism. I'm sure you'll find that in, in Hinduism and many, many other religions, possibly within the Sikh religion and others. Certainly, we, we understand that in spiritualism, although most spiritualists don't really use or say the words blessings. That's, that's not how it is. It's we're, we're extending our thoughts towards them. But as you become more powerful within controlling your own thoughts, and I want, I want to really reiterate that, you controlling your own thoughts, personal responsibility, and this is so vitally important. You then just become the instrument and not the instrument with you running around in your head thinking, I'm here to save everybody. I, because I'm doing this, all the answers will come through me. Big mistake. You better, you know, hit the brakes and put it in reverse. Because if you don't, you, <laughs> you're going to run into a wall. And that lesson is a hard, hard lesson. And it can be years of learning that lessons my friends, all you want to do is to extend that love to everybody. It will be in simple moments. When you hold a door open for someone, 
Hold it for them open with all the love in your heart. The divine love, the understanding that everybody is a divine being first and foremost in these very crude bodies, which can be beautiful for a while. You know, a lot of beautiful bodies for 30 or 40 years. But in the end, everybody withers and curls up and basically dies and the body goes back to the earth. But the real divinity goes on. Don't waste your life in your own resentment. Don't waste your life without finding a way to forgive yourself and others. But make your life important by controlling your thoughts, by extending them with loving kindness and joy to others and letting that vibration work with that soul as it will. It's just simply a giving to. And then, of course, asking the divine to work with you with that. You know, so I was uh, today, I, I was doing this as I often do. I was out this morning and, and this is a, a, a Saturday, October 1st, by the way. And I was out and about and all these people are walking around and passing me. And I, it's exactly what I was doing. And it didn't matter what they looked like or talked like or whatever. It was simply this extension of love. But in my mind, I was asking the spirit world, the healers in the spirit world, spiritual guidance to be with me doing that. And also the divine. Now, not every time that I was in my heart thinking, uh, let's just send love out. Did I have a chance to say and ask for the divine to be there in, in a very concentrated way? But I had already done that. So we have to know that that connection has been established between you as the instrument and the spiritual realms. This is healing. You know, the greatest healing is not the healing of the body. The greatest healing is the healing of the soul. There are many schools of thought. And, and Harry Edwards, the greatest spiritual um, healing medium of all time, and he was astounding. And you can just look him up on through Google, etc., and really do some deep reading on him. Not just one or two articles, but you'll see and hear the millions of people that were helped by him. And it was well documented because he had doctors often while he was doing healing demonstrations at the Royal Albert Hall in England two, 3,000 people showing up at a time, plus all the demonstrations he did throughout England and around the world. And oftentimes having panels of doctors on stage with him who would check a patient out beforehand, observing while the healing was being done and check the patient after the healing was done. And there, some of the results were just astounding. It was all done very publicly and none of the people in the audience were ever pre-selected. You just showed up, people showed up, and they made a lineup basically, and they just walked up to stage. That was it. 
And no, there wasn't a ton of noise and music and people singing and screaming and wailing and no, none of that. It was a very deep, powerful, meditative, prayerful encounter through Harry, that, that divine power. But you become, to some degree, a healing force and a healing force that touches the soul. Healing of the soul, in most cases, is the highest level of healing. It is the apex of the, of the spiritual gift of healing. Many of us, myself for many years, have said that that type of healing is the highest form of mediumship, without a doubt. And what we have to remember about all of this work is that it is done not seeking attention. It is done just to be of service, to help in the smallest of ways. Because sometimes those smallest acts have the greatest effect, the greatest benefit. Turn away and turn your attention away from trying to fix the world in one fell swoop. Look at all the little things that can be done first, just within your own life. Try to heal up your own world a little bit, because in so doing, that, that's going to affect everybody around them and then around them and then around them. That's how it works. Waves of healing, you know, it's that old adage or uh, thought of, you know, you drop a pebble in the still water and the waves from the pebble move outward. That's exactly what happens. And it's a beautiful, beautiful gift. And everybody can do it to some degree. But it takes willpower. It also has to take a belief, first of all, that, that thoughts are living energies and vibrations. And if I think a certain way, certain things will happen. Well, I think, you know, if people need evidence of that, and I know this goes to the negative side of it, so let's not get too stuck in there, but let's use it as an example. People who are or become addicted to certain types of behaviors, whether it's drugs and alcohol or sex or whatever it is, if they were to be honest about their thinking patterns, they, well, we know this anyway, that's what they're thinking about 90% of the time, if not more. And so they create a reality by their thoughts. And it also affects other people around them. So if we know that to be a simple truth, then it's a truth, a simple truth as well, that thinking the other way, thinking for the highest and the best, taking the responsibility to just send out loving kindness wherever you go is going to have an incredible effect on everybody and will definitely have an effect on you. At the very least, you're going to have a much better day. And that, you know, for, for the parents out there and the people working, you know, high-powered jobs or just three jobs at once, I've done that. I know what that's about. You're exhausted. And it's exhausted to think in loving, positive ways at times. But that is where, if we are drawing on also 
the healing intelligence of the spirit world, of the divine power that we call God, then we are empowered. That power will come to us and it will give us some strength at certain times, more than just our own. The response within yourself when you do this will feel a very, it will feel an uplifted emotional response in you. And, and that's a real response, but it's not the emotional response that we tend to identify with the physical world. This is more to do with that upliftment of soul within yourself that you have given of yourself without looking for any reward, any special acknowledgement that you're, you've been doing something good for others. It can be so overwhelming that you become aware of such love that's not just within you, but comes from the other world and fills you that that in itself is its reward. And I am not kidding. I've had that too many times in my life. And it sounds simple and it is, but it is difficult to build the habit. It is difficult to make it a habit. Now, case in point, I'm pretty good with most things in life. Most things generally don't bother me anymore. However, my Achilles heel is driving <laughs> really badly, actually, at times. And I just have, I've been working on it and I'm, I'm getting success. I'm getting there. But if there's anything in my life that really sets me off is driving. And just because everyone's so distracted and everyone's in a hurry and people are, are just trying to get on with their lives. And I totally understand that, but you get, you know, you get cut off. People don't wave when you let them in, they speed by you. They don't use turning signals. They, they cause havoc, you know, with, with what they're doing. And I'm not saying that, that people shouldn't be consciously or intelligently, uh, I want to say assertive, that's fine, but it's the, it's just the blatant out rudeness. And, and sometimes people are quite dangerous. And I've had to work really hard on that. So before I leave my house, if I'm going to be driving for any length of time, I take about a minute, maybe less. I just take a few deep breaths and I see myself in the car and I see myself, I feel myself just sending out a loving kindness to everybody. And if I, I also ask for the, the divine power to work with me in that way. And if I fall from that, I very quickly, I'm able to turn around and just send loving kindness out to maybe somebody who cut me off, who for a moment, I wasn't thinking too great many thoughts about, let me tell you, they get pretty dark, pretty fast. We all have our, our situations in life. That's, that's the big one for me. And I've been through a lot in my life. I've had a lot of people die. I've had a lot of stuff going on, but something like that really would, would, would get to me. So I'm happy to say I've kind of progressed. I've got more work to do, but that's okay. That's good because I'm at a point now where I really, really recognize it and I really feel it, sense it and understand it. 
But all these little things change our world for the better. And then people are willing to talk with you. Common ground can be found. Respect can be found. And isn't that what we really want with for everybody? You know, I was watching and reading some things from the Dalai Lama, you know, some of his writings, etc. And, you know, it's all in there. Just like if you read the Bible, more or less, this is what Jesus was teaching to some degree. Buddha, Krishna, you know, the yogis, right? the, the whole steps to enlightenment. This is where, where, where we really get to. And I want to share something with you that was given to me by spirit. I don't know if I did it in, my, in the first podcast or not, if I mentioned this. But this thought, forgiveness is the greatest karmic release that one can give to oneself or to another. Now, I know I mentioned in my first podcast about I knew about reincarnation when I was about four years old and I understood it. And I, I, you know, had that experience with my parents. And of course, they thought I was crazy, but they didn't say anything. They just kept their mouth shut while they're, you know, this four year old in Brandon, Manitoba was spouting all this, this stuff off. Well, look at it from a karmic point of view, then. What sort of karmic patterns do you want to build for yourself? And that's a little bit of an ouch, if we're honest with ourselves. Because we've all gone down the dark road, and we've all gone to some degree along the road of light. It's not about not making mistakes, right? It's really about recognizing when you've kind of gone off the rails and getting yourself back. And gradually the getting yourself back becomes the stronger voice in every situation. And so in that way, we need to think that way about our relationships, our marriages, our children, our friends, because there's going to be times when we are going to have great, powerful, deep disagreements. Bad things will happen. People will say and do stupid things. We might be the one to do that. We might just not be willing to forgive in those moments or to forget or to even consider healing the situation because we feel so justified in our anger and in our resentment and self-righteousness and our virtuousness. And at the end of the day, at the end of your life, as you are breathing your last breaths, I will guarantee you that will mean absolutely nothing. And you're going to feel small and stupid and that you will know that you've wasted part of your life. And it's not that we're going to be able to outwardly be able to have conversations of meaning and healing with these people. Sometimes that's just not possible. But what you can do is in your heart and thoughts, send out loving kindness, ask for the divine to enter your heart and mind, as well as those whom you have had difficulties with. And at the very least, let the thoughts flow from you that you do forgive, that you are working within your heart to make it a better place, that you let these people go with the divine. And you'll know that this is deepening and happening 
when you find yourself not needing to talk about them anymore to your friends or other people that you feel validated and sympathy for and from, then you know that you have let it rested with God, with the divine spirit and within yourself. And this, this is freedom. This is also healing for you and for them, even though you haven't actually had the conversation. You've had it on a spiritual level. You've had it on a thought level. And it does reach its destination. And a couple of things here. You will find that when you do this, let's say you you have a friend, you've had a falling out, and then it's two or three years later that you finally meet in, you know, at a coffee shop spontaneously, or the phone rings and they call, something happens, but somehow you get back in touch. And not maybe not of your own doing, that's my point. But you have done this practice. I will guarantee you that they will not respond to you the way you thought they would if they were still angry with you. It will be softer and you will be more open as well with them to listen and a willingness to sort of come to a, a, a middle ground of some sort. And usually those things happen because, you know, that, that relative or friend they call you or you hear about, a, unfortunately, a death or a, a happening that was very deeply moving and powerful in, in their life or yours or mutual friends. And, of course, you go to a gathering of some sort, whether it's a, a wake or a funeral or a memorial or what, whatever it is, and you find yourself in that moment and you two talk a bit and you realize that, you know what, it wasn't worth it. And boy, aren't you glad that in your heart and mind, you were giving off and working on the act and power of forgiveness, the removal of resentment, and just the embracing them in love and letting them be. That is truly powerful and it's healing. And we can talk about all the the, the physical healings that we know that, that have happened. And you know, if you if you look up Harry Edwards, you will hear a lot of that. And we're talking about babies with clubbed feet that were on stage in front of doctors straightened, people who had scoliosis for years, backs straightened on stage, well documented. Now, as a as a, a spiritualist, we are all about evidence to a degree with this work because without the evidence, this work stands on on hot air. There's no there's no rock we're standing on. It's on it's on sand, quicksand actually, if we're not careful. So you know, look it up and you can look up a lot of things. And you also look up and you will hear, you know, inside spiritualism that in certain points in the early years, there was some fraud going on. Yes, there was just like with everything else. <laughs> people are people. <laughs> you know, the spiritual practice really is an individual course. It's a an individual act. It's not so much the fact that you have a, a body standing over you of authoritarian, totalitarian thinking saying you must practice this way. Although to some degree that, that can help sometimes if you have a, <laughs> uh, some people you're sitting with in the development circle and, and, you know, and they're, they're pretty strict with how they want things run. Okay, fair enough. That can help. And I say that in a laughing way. But we have to get there ourselves that way with ourselves. We have to feel that that is the right way for us. We have to know that the, 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 some of the sacrifice we make for the spiritual discipline in terms of our 
behaviors as humans, etc., is necessary to, to reach a certain level. And it is. The human experience is wonderful. And it can be filled with hope and love and joy. And it's fraught with death and destruction and lies and, and hurt. But we choose to be here. If we choose to be here, that tells me that we are choosing to experience and that within choosing to experience, it is a testing of our soul, of our spirit, mind, and consciousness to choose the light over the darkness, positive over the negative. And it's going to be more than one lifetime. I think the only time we can really be judged by our fellow people, our other human beings, the souls and bodies around us, is when what we do is truly, truly menacing to others, such as outright murder or horrible acts that, that maim and, and cause great destruction. That's, that's when the laws of the world need, need to come into, into play. That makes sense. But in terms of our daily life, what we do with, with our time and our privacy, you know, that's, that's on you. That's fully on you. And the only soul that's going to judge you when you cross over and have your life review, because you will, will be you. You will be the one experiencing a life review that not only do you see what you have done to other people, you will feel what they felt the moment you did it to them. And there's no hiding from that. And you will be the judge of yourself. And so far, everyone that has ever been interviewed, that has talked about the life review and a near-death experience, they all say the same thing. I really haven't learned to love enough. And that's the great lesson, isn't it? The hard part of that is people start to think, well, then that means I must love, I like everybody. No, loving and liking people are two different things. The divine love is the understanding that everybody is a soul trying to work it out. And at the very least, we within ourselves understand just how hard this is, how difficult this is going to be. This is not an easy task. This is the, the pushing the rock up the hill that's going to roll back down. You're going to push it back up again. And I know that's a Greek illusion. It's a story. And I've cannot remember the, the, the guy's name who was doing that for eternity. But to a degree, that's what kind of it is. And so then it's just, it's, it's about taking responsibility for our reactions and actions and just saying, okay, I'm going to try again and it's going to be better. And I'm going to be better. And I'm going to look at this a different way and I'm going to pray and think a different way and I'm going to have a different response doesn't mean you're going to like everybody. And it certainly doesn't mean you're going to agree with everybody. Not possible. That's just not possible. But you can respect. You can respect others. And you can understand why they think the way they think. That's, that's important. 
That shows evolution of thought, doesn't it? Of response to others. Of fairness. So I'm going to leave you, hopefully, with those thoughts. And, and maybe, you know, some of them will work. And remember, we're all in a work in progress. So challenge yourself, but don't beat yourself up. You know, you <laughs> If, if you're working at this in some way, you are certainly not the worst person out there. And it's not about that. It's about your inner awareness awakening to what you know you need to do to be the spiritual being that you're looking for. And that doesn't mean that we're running off into the mountains to sit in caves. You know, we're going to have families and boyfriends and girlfriends and relationships and kids. And hopefully, if you're, if you're blessed with that partners, whatever. And wouldn't you rather be coming at it from this point of view than the constant, I'm not loved, nobody loves me, I'm bad, they're awful, they were terrible to me, I was terrible to them, I don't know whose fault this is, and, and the rolling around of that, to some degree, it becomes a little bit like, like just like noise, almost like nonsense, but it's noise inside of you. When we can breathe and take a step back and just say, these are souls having their experiences. I chose to be in a relationship or an experience with somebody. I made that choice. Worked out for a while. It didn't. So now I'm looking for something deeper, more permanent, more, more real, more of the spirit of what we have to share with each other, not just the all the over-the-top personality and physicalities and all those things that do have a place and have importance but shift the focus make it from a place of loving kindness build that around yourself in your thoughts in your actions in your words and deeds as you can that doesn't mean you're not going to yell at people sometimes when that needs to be done because it does but also asking the divine to help you and then see how all this works out for you. How people begin to respond differently to you. How they suddenly will say, well, I just feel better when I'm around you. And there's no real reason that they can tell. It's just a sense and a feeling that they get. That's wonderful. That's magical. That's divine. That's of the spirit. So until we chat again, and as I say, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day that we have a, a radio show going and people can call in and we can start to talk about these, these experiences and issues and, and practices and also about mediumship more and healing, etc. Well, this was about healing today a bit anyway, but how wonderful that will be. I wish you well. I ask that you be filled with peace contentment actually a sense of of knowing that you are loved and cared for in a way that maybe you don't feel or see at times and that divinity is all around you and all you have to do is start to ask for it to come into your life to be part of you and small steps one at a time